When the West Ark congregation uh, formed in the early 80s, Jack Harriman was the first preaching minister uh, for West Ark. Come on up here, Jack. And some of you know Jack and Rita very well. They're here with us today as our special guests. And for those of you who do not know them yet, I hope you'll get the opportunity to meet them. Jack's going to bring us our message to encourage us this morning. And before that, I'd like to ask that the Lord bless this moment. Father, I pray that you would be with uh, Jack this morning as he shares this word with us. Be with him as the speaker and be with us as the hearers, Father. And I pray that your word will do its work on us this morning, that we will be a people who respond to it as it calls us to respond. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jack, for being here with us today. Okay. Ebenezer. Ebenezer. God has helped us. Some 35 years ago or so, that was the first word uttered in a sermon in this building. God has helped us. I am so very grateful for the <clears throat> for the committee's invitation to be one of the speakers on this occasion <clears throat> as i said 40 years ago rita and i moved our family to Fort Smith to work with the College Terrace Church of Christ. <clears throat> we were fresh from the mission field of New Zealand along with the Donovan and Dennis family we helped to establish the Lord's Church in Napier, New Zealand. The church in Napier started with nothing. I'm talking about membership now. And never got more than 75 members while we were there. When we returned to the States, I heard that College Terrace was looking for a preacher, a minister. And so I called the secretary... And she gave me Don Neal's number. And I called Don, and he invited us to come for a visit. Don just happened to be a distant cousin of mine, so I sort of had the inside track there. 
During that visit, we saw this, we saw their church building for the first time. The front door was right over there. And the building sat like this, and you came in through the front door into the lobby, and then there was a wall, a couple of doors in the middle, and an opening on each side going into the auditorium. Rita and I walked over to that opening and looked at the auditorium. And we looked at each other, sort of, and said, It's big. It's big. It looked big to us. And even now, when we come to visit West Ark from time to time, we look at this facility and we look at all the people and we look at all of the various programs that are being carried out by this congregation and again we say, it's big. I don't know in the time that I've been gone if you've been properly taught, actually. <laughs> so I want, to, I want to check you out here for this morning. Do you recognize the name of these Bible characters? Now, when I show you, I'm not going to try to say those. I assure you their names are in the Bible. But when I show you these next two names, then you're going to know pretty much who those 12 are. Joshua and Caleb, and, and a little light probably has gone on. You've just said in your mind, oh, those are the 12 spies that Moses sent into the land of Canaan to spy it out and bring back a report of all that's going on there. I didn't mean to advance that. What do you remember about those 10 that I first showed you? What, what, what do you remember about them? Well, one thing at least, they said, we can't do it. We cannot take that land. We're not able to do it. They've got giants up there. The cities are walled, and we look like grasshoppers in their sight and in our sight too. What do you remember about Caleb and Joshua? They said, let's go get it. We can. We can do it. Let's, let's go at once and possess it. Thank you. What do you recognize? Do you recognize these names? Eliab, Abinadad, and Shema? Probably so. Some of you at least. I think this name may help you. 
David. Oh, David's brothers. His three older brothers who were in Saul's army. And it was David who brought provisions for them to the battlefield. And while he was there, Goliath came out and issued his challenge. Send a man out to fight with me. And, of course, nobody would go. David said, I'll go. I'll go. And his brothers said, don't go. You can't. We won't go, and we don't want you to go. You'll just get yourself killed and shame us in the process. David said, of course, as you well know, I can and I will, and he did. Do you recognize these names? Eliphaz, Bildad, Zopar, and Elihu. You surely, surely you recognize the name of Bildad. You know, he's the shortest man spoken of in the Bible. Yeah, Bildad the Shuhite. That's, that's what the Bible says, Bildad the Shuhite. Now, this name will help you. Job, oh yeah, those, those are Job's friends who came to give him counsel and comfort in a very, very difficult time. And Job, what do you remember about Job's friends? They said, just admit sin, Job. We know that God always blesses the righteous and curses the wicked, and you've been cursed, and therefore you must be wicked. Give up. Stop fighting it. Admit failure. Even Job's wife advised him to curse God and die. And Job said, The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Though he slay me, I will not, I will trust him. Do you recognize the names of these men? Now this is getting a little harder. Sanballat, Tobiah, and Geshem. Well, this name may help you. Nehemiah. Nehemiah is that, is that man who was a prisoner. He was a, he was a captive. But he heard that the walls of Jerusalem had been broken down and the gates had been burned. And so he led a contingent of people back to Jerusalem to, to fix all that, to rebuild the walls and fix the gates. Now, there were some people living in the land, in the land, uh, some of whom were Sanballat, Tob- uh, Tobiah, and Geshem, and they did not want that to be successful. They didn't want that wall repaired. And so they did everything they possibly could to keep it from happening. They said, you can't do that. And they laughed at him. And they said, if, even if a fox jumps on it, it'll just fall down. It'll be so weak. Nehemiah said, we can and we will and we don't need you to help us. What I hope to accomplish with these few remarks is to strengthen our trust 
in the power of God and what he can accomplish through us. Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, Philippians 4, verse 13. There's two elements being spoken of in this passage. There's the human element, and then there is the divine element. I can do all things. That's the human element. And we must think positive about our ability to do whatever God would have us to do. We must believe that we can. Henry Ford said, if you think you can, you can. If you think you can't, you can't. He said, you're right either way. Mr. Ford was just repeating what Jesus had said to his disciples in the long ago. Be it unto you according to your faith, Matthew 9, verse 29. Or as the proverb writer said, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Proverbs 23, verse 7. If you think you can, you can. If you think you can't, you can't. You're right either way. As a congregation of the Lord's people, you can. And that's basically my message today. You can. West Ark can. There's a lot of you, numerically speaking. You're big. You're big. There's plenty of you to do whatever the Lord would have you to do. The mental, moral, the physical and spiritual qualities of this congregation are outstanding. You're not just big. You're deep. The desire of the Lord is great among you. You want to do right. It's in your heart to do right. Even if this were a club or a civic organization depending solely upon the strength and ingenuity of its people, you would have to say, you can, we can, West Ark can. Now, as you well know, in comparison to God, we're weak. But from a human point of view, we're not. We can. God wants us to teach the lost in this community and around the world as we have opportunity and ability. And we must believe that we can do it. He wants us to be the salt and light in this community. And that's what this church has been throughout its past. We must believe that we can continue to be salt and light in the future, that we have a future, and it is a wonderful future. We must bring our thinking into harmony with God's will. We got to believe, folks. We got to have a positive attitude. I can do all things. We can do all things. But that's only half the passage. There's the divine part. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And this opens up the possibility of accomplishments way beyond our human ability. Christ adds his strength to our human strength. How much does he add? He adds whatever is needed. 
Jesus said in Matthew 28, beginning with verse 18, All authority has been given unto me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and teach all nations, or make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. Now listen. And lo, I'm with you always. That's the power. I'm not with you just to observe what you're doing, the Lord is saying. I'm not with you just to judge you or commend you. I'm with you to empower you, to strengthen you, to enable you to do that great, that great task. Listen to, the, listen to the Ephesian writer, please. In chapter 1, beginning with verse 15, Therefore I endure, therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints... Do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Father, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glories, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, Listen, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right, his own right hand in heavenly places, far above all principalities and powers and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. Then over in chapter 3, verse 20, he says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that works in us. The great power in Christianity is the linking up of our human ability with the great power of God. I heard, I heard a fairy tale type talking dog story about a, a, a two-ton elephant and a five-pound chihuahua walking across one of those swinging bridges that we used to see in the old movies, you know, where they'd grow across the, the gorge in this, on this swinging bridge, and it's about 2,000 feet down. And when, they, when the good guys got out to the middle, it started breaking up every time. They couldn't have a whole lot of those left because they all fell. Anyway, this... Two-ton elephant and, this five, and the five-pound chihuahua went across that bridge. The elephant first and the chihuahua right behind him. When they got across, the chihuahua looked at the elephant and said, We sure did shake that thing. We can shake things. We're the five-pound chihuahua, of course. 
when we link our human ability to the almighty power of God, we can shake things. We can do things way beyond our ability. Our only limitation is the amount of our faith in the power of God. With our ability linked to the power of God, we can do all that God would have us to do. We can fill the Fort Smith community with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We can continue to support missionary efforts around the world just like you've been doing for the past 30 years. And I'm amazed at what you've been able to do. I am uh, thrilled at what you've been able to do in this area. And I'm, I feel gratified because way back there when we thought we might get together, that was one thing we thought we could do better. We could do more mission work. We could do more teaching than we had do, were doing as two congregations. We can continue to minister to the needs of the needy in this community just like you're doing and have been doing. Your care for the needy is spoken of everywhere. A lot of folks talk about it. That's because it is such a fine effort. We can continue to give generously so that any, of, any work the Lord, uh, of the Lord can be adequately financed. In the great hereafter, souls will say to you, Thank God for the West Ark Church of Christ. Thank God for what you did there. It's because of you that we heard the gospel of Christ, obeyed it, and now are enjoying the blessings of it. We can be salt and light in this community and around the world. We can fight sin and corruption in this community and overcome it. So, the question is this. How can we log on to God's power? How can we link up with it? First, we must believe Jesus' promises. I am with you. I will strengthen you. I will comfort you. I will walk with you. I will be by your side. My God shall supply your every need. As he said in Philippians 4 verse 19. I'm like David who said, I have been young and now am old. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendants begging bread. Psalm 37. I've been preaching the gospel for more than a half century. And during that time, I have been privileged to be among a lot of elderly Christians, all of whom had but a short time to live upon this earth. I have heard them express some regrets about their life as we all have. But I have never heard even one say 
They regretted obeying the gospel and living a Christian life. Not one. You see, the gospel looks better the closer you get to the end. I have never heard even one say they regretted the fact that they gave too much money for the teaching of the gospel to those who've never heard it. I never heard anybody say that, these older folks. I've never heard anybody lament the fact that they, oh, I should have kept that money so I can give it to my kids when I'm gone and they can have a big fight over it. (laughs) Most regret the fact that they didn't give more. We must work and we must give and we must pray Work and give as if it all depended on us. Pray as if it all depended on God. I do not know what great things God will do through this church in the future. I do know some of the great things he has done through this church in the past. I expect the best is yet to be. Your best days are ahead of you and not behind you. Whatever God has planned for you, you can. You can do it. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You can become a Christian today. You can obey the gospel today. Believing that Jesus Christ is the Son of God who has touched your heart with his love and mercy and grace to the point that you're now ready to repent of your sins and confess his glorious name before this this gathering today. You can be buried in the waters of baptism today and you can be a safe person, a child of God, a Christian ready to serve him and to go to heaven when this life is over. And you can live a faithful Christian life. You can be faithful to the very end. Nobody can keep you from it, not even the devil himself. If you're subject to the invitation today, we invite you to come. While together we stand and while we sing.